Bellhaven, just saying. In Omaha, I'm Tom Becker. Good morning, everybody. I'm McGraw Millhaven here. Big 550 KTRS. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, you do this every freaking week, and it's like, okay, first of all, we're recording this in the afternoon. Secondly, not everybody's going to be listening to it in the morning. So thirdly, are you even aware of what's going on, what a podcast is, and what time of day it is? Oh, I'm aware, baby. <laughs> You're aware. I'm, I'm aware. People use people. Oh, my God. Why do I go through this every week with you? Well, why do you always do the same thing? You always say good morning, no matter what. And it's like we're recording this at like 1.30 in the afternoon. That's my that's my marketing, baby. That's my MO. No, that's, that's your my, that's, that's your my crutch. signature, baby. That's your that's your crutch for working a morning show. That's your crutch. It's just like, well, I don't have to give anything any I won't have to give it any real thought. I'll just say good morning and move Would on. Would you yeah. prefer me to say uh to the highways and byways we go? Here's the traffic and weather. <laughs> that was an inside joke, by the way. Yeah, just how many other cliches can you throw out there? You know what I find interesting is that this is an audio show. Yes. And we're doing it um via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And we both are talking into microphones that don't actually work. What do you mean with microphones that don't actually work? Oh, does, is your microphone working? Are you hearing me? Well, yeah, but the micro, but it's more like, you know, we have faux microphones like Johnny Carson or like Letterman had a faux microphone on his desk. Uh, are you not, are you not talking into your microphone right now? I am talking into my microphone. The microphone I'm talking into isn't working. The microphone that's working is on the laptop. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the rough start of this program, but we will we'll get rolling here in a we'll get rolling here in a second. And you wonder why we're not we're not national. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that, that's never really been a wonder bit of mine. No, I, I don't think I wonder about, but uh, that's not one of them. Uh, I just uh, this just came over the the, the uh, wire. They even have the wire. They don't have the wire anymore, right? But that's another that's another uh, broadcasting cliche. Oh, just come over the wire. Uh, Sinead O'Connor is dead. Yeah. How'd she die? Uh, they haven't said yet. Young uh, woman. She was 56. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, you, you think you think that uh, Jesus might have a talk to, uh, with her about that whole ripping up the Pope picture thing? That's kind of what she's known for, right? I mean. Well, that and the Prince song, Nothing Compares to You. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that was that was a, that was back in the day when like controversies were controversies. Ripping up the picture of the Pope got her banned from Saturday Night Live? You know, you just said something that I don't know if it was meant to be said in such uh, a profound manner or not. But that may be the most profound thing I've ever heard you say. Better than uh, Good Morning This Morning? Yeah, much better than that. Back when controversies were controversies. You're right. I mean, in, in today's day and age... Would ripping up a picture of the Pope even like register? Or it, it'd be, I mean, back back when that back when she did that, which would have been what, probably, I don't know, maybe in the 90s sometime. Yeah, early, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, when she did that, I mean, that was a that was a major thing. And now with everything else that's going on, and they would that even would that even really register? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that's, know. that's an interesting, interesting well, question. Uh, but, uh, well, I, I I think it goes the other way. Everything's a controversy now, right? I mean, everything. Everything is almost like a faux controversy. Um, I, do I don't know. I, everything is a faux. Everything is a controversy based on left, right, or you know, you're you're less American than I am. So everything's a controversy. The one that I'm loving right now 
is the far right that is very upset with the Barbie movie. Have you seen this? They're upset I, I, with the Barbie movie. I've seen it. I haven't quite figured out why they're so upset with the Barbie movie. It's because they got to be ticked off about something. And that's just it. It's like, well, geez, I, I haven't been outraged by anything in the last uh, 48 hours. I better find something to be outraged about. Well, but but what what what's their argument? What are they arguing over? Oh, evidently it's anti male, I guess, or it's pro, too maybe too pro female. It's it's too woke. I don't know whatever that means. I yeah, it's just it's too woke and not woke enough and not enough woke all at the same time. My yeah, favorite contro- my favorite controversy of the moment is the uh, the Jason Aldean controversy was a good one. I I, I like that one. Uh, the same people who are upset that they want to ban books from the library. They want to ban Jason Aldean's song, right? I mean, it's just, it's art. You don't like it. You find it offensive. Don't buy it. Don't listen to it, right? You don't like a book at, at, at the library. Don't don't check it out. Um, but the same people who are decrying, oh my goodness, banning books, they want to ban a song. Well, uh, interesting point, and I would that's, agree with you on that. But that's I, not my favorite controversy of the day. I, I would, I would, my I would agree. controversy of the day. Are you there, or did you freeze on me? No, I'm here. You know, you're freezing. I hear you. What? What's your favorite controversy of the day? Did you, did you freeze on me? No, I, no, you're, no, your picture's frozen on my thing. Um, but I hear you. Do you hear me? I hear you now. Okay, there we go. I heard you. So anyway. All right. So that's that's my that's my second favorite controversy of the day. My favorite controversy. My first favorite controversy of the day is this Texas. Um, this Texas floating wall on the Rio Grande River. Did they uh, attention to this? Okay, well, first of all, first of all, I do think that both of those controversies have got some merit, but we'll let me hear your 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 thinking on this first. Okay, well, so my so the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, is so upset with illegal immigration that he put up a floating border wall, which apparently has some type of razors, something to mm-hmm. keep people from crossing over the Rio Grande illegally. But what, it, and and of course, he's standing up to the federal government, defying the federal government. Let me show you, uh, I'm, I'm making my borders safe. So, so people are either for him or against him. The other side, this morning I saw on the news, they were showing clips of people who swam into the border wall and got their legs cut or their arms cut or something and people are screaming oh the humanity of this all and we are better than this what they fail to mention is that the border wall that's floating is 1000 feet which is the equivalent of one fifth of a mile so these people who are making their way through the darien gap in central america and walking up from nicaragua are now going to see a floating border wall that is 1,000 feet and say, hmm, let's let's swim right into this wall as opposed to walking a quarter of a mile down the river and just swimming across where there's no wall. It doesn't make any sense. What's the controversy? (laughs) Well, first of all, first of all, I'm not so sure that there's, you know, uh, you know, a sign that says, uh, yeah, no wall a quarter mile down the road. There's, there, 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 are, there are giant buoys. You can see the wall. You can see the floating wall. Just go to the end where there aren't any buoys. What I get about it is that if I saw that one of the Texas landowners saying that, you know, the governor has uh, uh, put all this on their land, on their property, and she doesn't want it on, her, on, on their property. And yet the governor says, tough toenails, I'm putting it on there. You know, the uh, 
uh, the, the barbed wire and everything to, uh, uh, you know, stop stop the incoming uh, influx of illegal immigrants. The the somebody called up the show today and said it was like Blazing Saddles, the scene where they want to go into town and they're charging a dime, but they don't have enough dimes, so so they have to walk around the gate. I mean, it's yeah. so it's they're going they're going they're going all out in this. And it's 1,000 feet long. It's not stopping anybody. What's the argument? Well, the reality is, reality is, is that our immigration laws are just so pathetic. They're yes, they pathetic. are. They yes. are. They are. They are pathetic. So, Gre- Greg Abbott is doing this as a marketing ploy to show that he's so rough and tough on illegal immigration, but he's not. It's a. It's 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 a. It's ridiculous. And these these people are fighting over it tooth and nail. And it's like, look at the practical reality of this. Our laws are broken, and you're arguing over a floating wall, which you can just walk around. But but it's all about the uh, the, the the theatrics of the politics. Yes, I mean that's that's what this is. I mean, you know, when they they ship boat uh, busloads of immigrants to L.A. Yeah, or it's a it's a f- it's it, which is how we got started on this. It's a fake controversy. Because if you really want to swim across the Rio Grande River, aren't you just going to walk? A, a, a fifth of a mile in one direction, and then then just swim across it there. Well, it's not like it's not like um, uh, there wouldn't be other people there uh, waiting for them. I mean, it's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've not seen the whole logistics uh, logistics of that area. I have been down under the southern border in recent years, and you know the idea when they say that we have open borders is such a misnomer because there are border patrol people all over the place. But that doesn't mean they're not getting through. But but they're but they're the borders are far from open. And I will say this: I I was driving up from Las Cruces, New Mexico, up towards Albuquerque, and it's just miles and miles of desert, gorgeous landscape, gorgeous landscape. But it's just you know lots a lot of a lot of miles and miles of nothing, right? And I'm driving up the interstate, and I look. And off to the right, I see people climbing over the guardrail, and they've got a bicycle with them. You know, so these were like illegal immigrants that had got to this point, climbed over the guardrail with a bicycle. I guess I don't know, ride the bike down the interstate or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, there are border patrol checks along the way, and there are border agents that are there. And it wouldn't surprise me if those guys with the bicycle got picked up somewhere down the line and were uh, then put into the system. Uh, but our our laws are our laws are broken, and I do think that like people like Governor Abbott, instead of just you know uh, shipping these people uh, via bus to some other city that doesn't know what to expect, should work with these other places. I understand. I understand if Texas says, "Look, we're overrun." You know, can you take some of the uh, some of the workload here? I understand that. You know, and there are cities that would be happy to do that. Um, you know, just work with the cities, work with the mayors, work with the the administration, and and not just like throw them on on the city. To because uh, these are I mean these are real people, these are human beings. Yeah, they may not be Americans, but they're human beings, and they need to be treated with respect and dignity. And 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 the 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 idea that they just so cruelly treat some of these people for their own political gain, it it, it, it hurts my heart. Well, uh, uh, granted, but it's all a game. The people who are saying these immigrants, oh my goodness, the humanity of it all, 
and they're showing them swimming into the razor wire. Uh, sorry, not not buying it. Walk around. What's your what's your what's your beef with the Jason Aldean controversy? Well, I, I do think that I do think that uh, the idea. First of all, <laughs> did you see that a lot of the, the um, a lot of the rioting and video that they showed in that? They found out that some of those were like you know in other countries. Those weren't yeah. Americans protesting. Those weren't Americans burning the flag right. or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's part of that. There, I, I do think. Look, I do think that is it is insensitive. It isn't sensitive. I mean, I understand okay. the, the song. The song itself. The song itself is. I think is a pretty good song. You know, just the song itself. But then you put the video there, and you've got him in front of a a courthouse where lynchings took place. You know, and and that I, I think that if he would have said, "Look, we we just recorded that in front of a courthouse," didn't realize the historical um, uh, knowledge of it, didn't realize the historical importance of it. Uh, we meant no harm. That'd be cool, but instead, no. What they dig in deeper, right? Like, like, oh uh, yeah, that playing in front of a courthouse where there were lynchings is a cool thing. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with uh, Ron DeSantis and the uh, the the people in Florida. There, the, the the schools in Florida now that are trying to say that hey, slavery was a good thing. Slavery helped these African-Americans. And I don't doubt, I don't doubt that there were indeed some slaves that did learn a skill or whatever, or at least was able to take care of themselves after they were free because of that. But in no way, shape or form is slavery to be considered to be anything that is even close to being a good thing. And if it's such a good thing, then uh, Mr. DeSantis, then why not bring it back? Because there are a lot of, there are a lot of white guys in Florida that don't know what's going on. A lot of white guys in Florida that need skills. A lot of white guys in Florida that, uh, you know, you can maybe uh, beat into submission to get them to uh, learn to read, you know, and then, then, hey, and then maybe maybe you can sell these white guys too, right? Be good for the economy, you know, create jobs. I mean, the the idea that you're just trying to whitewash uh, the the horrific nature of slavery is just mind-boggling in this day and age. Okay, well, you completely missed my point. I, my point on the Jason Aldean controversy is, I don't know if it's racist. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's offensive. To say it's offensive to you, but not offensive to somebody else, okay, I fine. I'm not arguing. My argument is, take any book that's been banned. Take any song that's been banned. Take anything, right? The librarian who dresses funny, who someone's offended by. Okay, fine, right? My point is, you don't like the music. The music offends you, or better yet, you're offended that somebody wants to take a book out of a library because it's offensive to them. It's not offensive to you, right? Somebody wants to ban this or ban that, and you're so upset because banning books is so fascist. And then you turn around and say, oh my goodness, that song's awful. That song needs to be banned. You're doing the same thing you're complaining about. If banning art is fascist, then you have to allow art you don't like or you don't agree with. I don't disagree with you on that. I do not disagree with you on that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you just sit idly by and say, "Well, yeah, okay, the, the racist imagery, go ahead." You know, I mean, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying you can't dislike the art. I'm saying the people who want that art banned are hypocrites. 
because in one instance, they say Ron DeSantis wants to ban books in Florida. And then they say, how dare you like that Jason Aldean song? Right. I mean, it's it, it's offensive. We have 350 million people in this country. You don't think there's going to be a book in a library that's offensive to somebody. Right. But 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 let's ban it. And and did anybody hear this song until they decided to ban it, which is what we laugh about when we tell when we say, oh, you want to ban images in a school? Well, the, uh, the kids pull up their phone and listen to it. Right. You want to ban it from country music stations or country music TV. I mean, you just pull up your phone and watch it. As a matter of fact, when I first saw this controversy, I and if you read the lyrics, I actually thought they were upset because the, he was talking about the protesters who, you know, um, burn flags and beat up cops and whatever. I actually thought they were talking about the January 6th protesters and that they were upset that he was calling out the January 6th protesters because we don't do that in a small town. We don't we don't beat up cops. We don't you know, we don't. We don't ruin our institutions. I actually thought it was a pro-January 6th hearing. Well, but you know, then that points up to another point here about uh, all art in general. It's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And, and you can get, yeah, no, I mean, uh, your, 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 points, your points are valid. I, I do. And your also point is, is right. Look, you know, controversy sells. I mean, you know, no, nobody, nobody really would have uh, cared about Marilyn Manson except for all the protests, right? No, how many... You know, my God, the, the, going back way, way back when with the Beatles, you know, all these parents were outraged about the long hair on those boys, you know, and look like girls sold a lot of albums. Right. So, so controversy sells, and it's Elvis with the hips, you know, and the Jason Aldean with the video. I mean, uh, controversy sells. And at some point in time, you know, Madonna with all of her controversies and all that, but at some point in time, going back to your initial comment here, you know, Back when you know outrage like really meant something, uh, the you know if you're outraged about everything, then you're outraged about nothing. And I think two people, some so many people anymore, are just outraged for the sake of being outraged. And I'm outraged that we got to take a commercial break right now. People that are listening on KTRS. Well, let me let, let me let me let me finish. Let me, let me let me get the last word on this on this segment, if you will. And then you can take it to break, oh maestro. Oh no, I'm outraged. You would interrupt me like this. That is, if you keep banning art, eventually they'll get to some piece of art you like that they end up banning. Well, they can they can they can ban the dodge play and poker. Would that be okay? Can we all agree they can they can ban the dodge play and poker art? Can we all agree that that not if it's a German shepherd and it's biting secret service men in the White House? You didn't see that story? I didn't see that story, but what a non sequitur. My God, fasten your seatbelts, but Ross making a sharp right turn at 90 miles an hour. And you we'll get to that. In... Oh, we'll get to that in a second. We got to take a break. Okay, we oh got to take goodness. a break here. All right, if you're listening on the podcast, we'll be right back. But if you're listening on the radio, it'll take us a little bit longer to be back. This is Beck and Millhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What do you mean, hold on a second? We are back, <laughs> which I, this is way too inside, but I'm going to go there anyway. So during the break, you had me pause because you had to go do something. But all I saw you do was get out of your chair, stretch your legs, and then sit back down. What did you I have, have me? 
I had to plug in something and the plug was just out of my reach. So I said, I had to take my headphones out. So I said, hold on a second. I took my headphones out. I reached across the table, plugged in something and then sat back down. You sure you didn't do that before or after the podcast? I did it on the break. Boy, you're, you're really, I'm shocked. You're not married. <laughs> you are. No, I didn't say I, I'm not shocked. That's <laughs> why I'm not married, but I'm not shocked why you're not married. Because you sure are annoying. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so, okay. So you brought up the uh, Joe Biden's dog being a Secret Service agent, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what's your point on this? What? 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 Why did you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This was a when I first heard this story, I thought it was sort of comical and a joke, and who cares and whatever else. Mm -hmm. The dog has bit servicemen to the point where. They had to go to the hospital, and uh, the, the, they've basically bit at, at Secret Servicemen nine different times, and the Secret Service are writing emails like, they can't control this dog, this dog is dangerous, and I'm afraid he might hurt somebody in the circle. And the White House's response is, it's a stressful situation for the dog. Well, first of all, I don't think the dog is in the situation room making decisions that affect millions of people. That's one. Two, if it's not a safe environment for the dog, get the dog out of there. What are they doing? This, this, I thought this was a joke of a story, but when you look at it, what other dog would allow, would, would, would be allowed to bite nine people and still be allowed to walk around people? No, you're right. In any other situation, if it was other president's dog, they'd have that dog put down or they'd have that dog locked up or they, that dog would, yeah. No, you're, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, come on, man. What what's what what is the deal here? And you know, this sort of plays into uh the Joe Biden narrative, like the man is above, right? The man is either senile and doesn't even know he has a dog oh, that's biting people, or he doesn't oh, care. No, no, no. Or whatever else. I, I'm telling this is this is this look, I I'm somebody I don't I don't really care one way or the other about Joe Biden. I don't I'm not a hater, I'm not, you know, but I this is a legitimate story in which Joe Biden, man, get your house in order. What what are you doing? What you have a you have a you have a dog, you have a 22-month-old German shepherd that, that's going around the White House biting people. This is the this is the biggest, most important house in the world. And they got to worry about a German shepherd when they walk down the hall. I mean, that's that's, that's outrageous. Well, I I do agree. You can't that, argue with it. Well. I don't know that it plays into the Joe Biden narrative. I mean, it, you know, you got a you got a dog, you got a dog that the president likes, and the dog doesn't like anybody else. So you you, you got that. So it is it is a, maybe a little bit problematic. But I don't know that you can toss this into the whole thing. Like because uh, Joe Biden has a dog that bites, it means that he's senile. Is that where you're going with this? No, what I'm saying is that it, it plays into the narrative that Joe Biden is. Um sort of uh you know just sort of not just sort of aloof and and not with it and not there and not 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 buttoned up i'm sorry he what he's an old man so he likes his dog i mean this is a this is the leader of the free world stop fooling around and stop placating a dog get the dog out of there and go to work this is a serious building I mean, you, you've got Secret Service men who are writing, write, read the emails. The Secret Service are saying, this is not safe for anybody who's around this dog. And no, it's, I, how, many, how many people work in the White House? And, and them, the, yeah. the, they can't, you know, the, the one email I read is that Jill Biden, Jill Biden can't control the dog. 
You have a dog you can't control in German Shepherd in the White House? And it's bit nine people and one of them had to go to the hospital? That's, I'm sorry, that's a big deal. If it was your house, if it was my house, if it was the governor's house, nine people, if it was any house, if, if God forbid this, this, this German Shepherd does any real damage, right? God, right? And then you say, well, he's bit nine people, right? Imagine, imagine a, a house in a subdivision where God forbid the, the German Shepherd or somebody ends up hurting a baby or a dog, and then the news story comes out the dog had bit nine people before, you would say, why is that person, what's what's wrong with that person? They still have that dog. By the way, if you're a pet lover, send your hate mail to McGraw-Millhaven. I had a dog. I had a black chef, a black lab. She was a sweetheart. She was the apple of my eye. She was 12 years old and she nipped at my, at my daughter Emerson and created a mark on her face. And I asked everybody, what should I do? And every expert said, you have no choice. You have to put this dog down. You 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 put, you put the dog down? Yes, I did. Well, no, you had a choice. Put it up for adoption. Let somebody else have it. Uh, as people who weren't in my situation said, why didn't you just put it up for adoption? Because every adoption agency said, we can't take a dog knowing that it nipped at a child. We would be sued beyond belief if we were to take a dog and then adopt it to some family, and then that dog would have done something to that child Wait a minute, you knew you took this dog because it had nipped another child? They said they no adoption agency would take it. I called all around. I called rescues. I called Black Lab rescues. I called them all. They all said the same thing. You have no choice. You could have, you, you're on the radio there in St. Louis. You could have gone on the air and said, hey, good morning. I've got a dog that nipped at my daughter. If you've got an adult, if you're all adults in the house and uh, don't have any little kids around there, and you'd like a dog that up until this point has never shown any signs of biting, you could have uh, given it away that way. Right? I I, I guess I could have. But, but no, you know, but instead you wanted to kill a dog. No, no, no. What... I, uh, what you're not listening you dog, to me. You dog killer, you. What you're not, you're not listening to me as if that dog would have nipped somebody. It doesn't matter if they sign the paperwork saying we're taking full responsibility of that dog. If that dog would have then gone after the neighbor's kid or something, how would that have made me feel? Right? That you just can't you can't have a dog that is nipping at people um walking around and in a neighborhood, no less the White House. Well, I mean, every dog nips at somebody a time or two, don't they? Okay. Nipping and playhousing and eating a shoe in the closet is one thing. Taking a secret service and having him go to the hospital for a dog bite is another thing. They're... They're, they're supposed to take it. They're, they're supposed to take, take a bullet for the president, you know. Instead, they take a dog bite. I'm sorry. They're getting uh, easy. I'm sorry. It's 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 a it's a bad look. It's a bad story. And it started off with I was like, "What's the big deal? Who cares?" Boy, they, they, they're piling on Joe Biden. But when you stop and think about it, and strip away all the you know all the political angst over it. If Donald Trump had a dog like like this, if George Bush had a dog like this, if if Clinton had a dog like this, pick your president who you didn't like or had issues with, th there would be more outrage. Right. But because it's Biden, mm, let's let it pass. 
Well, I don't know. Well, evidently you're not letting it pass. No, I'm not. No, I'm okay. Not. So yeah, so no, so because it's Biden, you know, look, no matter I'm not president. a Biden, I, I'm not a Biden hater. Well, it sure sounds that way now. What, because I don't think his dog should be walking around the White House biting people? How can you hate him? How can you hate a man's dog? Oh my god. It's not what I said. I gotta I gotta I gotta realize now I now now I know why I didn't marry you. Well, <laughs> because I'm straight. I don't know about you, but uh, because, yeah. Because you twist my words. Oh, geez. Um, so here's here's how my day went yesterday. I uh, the the dash lights on my car were like just flashing, like all of them were just like going crazy. Yeah. I thought I had a computer chip problem, right? Right. Now, it was a transmission problem. $2,300 later. Wait, you wait, your lights started flashing? And yeah, it was all, the, all, the, all, the, all the warning lights. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, yeah. Transmission right. light, uh, you know, uh, positive traction light. All, all the lights were flashing, and I thought it was a bad computer chip, right? Okay, a couple hundred dollars, you know, no problem, right? No, it was a transmission problem uh, causing it, uh, tw like $2,300 on that. And at, this, and at the same, but at this, oh, it even gets better the day I had yesterday. The day before all of this happened, um, my toilet wouldn't flush. Do you and need a plunger? I did a plunger, you, yes. And do you need actually, your plunger back? Actually, I've been, I've been using the plunger for like the last month or so. I've been using the plunger a lot more frequently, right? And then uh, a couple of days ago, the plunger wouldn't work. The toilet wasn't flushing. So I called the plumber. Well, guess what? The toilet wasn't clogged. I need a new toilet. <laughs> okay, so all right, so you buy a new toilet, right? I've never now, even heard of such a thing. Yeah, well, that's, 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 I, look, I, I have an old house. My house was like 110 years old. Now the toilet wasn't that old, but but the, the toilet was an old toilet. And so they, uh, you know, I gotta I gotta get a new toilet. Toilets are now, expensive. Well, and all uh, I, I know that now. Now, if you go to like Home Depot or something, you can find a toilet for you know 300 dollars or whatever, right? And then have them put it in, and you know, so maybe five, six hundred dollars. I got the toilet, but the plumber that came in had a transmission problem. No, the plumber that came in had a. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I have a, I have a toilet on the truck. Eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred dollars for a toilet. Was it a bidet? There's no bidet in it. No, there's no bidet. It's just your basic, all-purpose toilet. Now, don't get me wrong. This sucker flushes. There will be no plungers being used on this. But so you bought the you bought the eleven hundred dollar toilet. I had no choice. I had no you choice. Go to home, you can go to Home Depot and get a toilet. Well, I couldn't because my car was in the shop. Okay, so my car's in the shop. I can't go to Home Depot. The car's in the shop. Uh, I, I I have no toilet in the house. Do you only have one bathroom? No, I got one in the basement, but uh, you know, it was just easier to say just put the eleven hundred dollar toilet in. So now. I've got a toilet that is worth more than the first car I owned. <laughs> why? What? Why is it an eleven hundred dollar toilet? Does it have lights? LED lights? Does it wipe for you? What? What is? Why is the toilet eleven hundred dollars? Because they they knew the blind demand. They, you need they, one. They, they knew they knew I I had my uh, my my uh, pants were down to my ankles, so to speak. Why? Well, maybe, the maybe, maybe the plumber ripped your transmission apart so you could sell you a $1,100 toilet. So anyway, so yesterday, yesterday was like a $3,500 $3, day or so for me. So yeah.
was it a high flow toilet? Was it a low flow toilet? Was why I don't know why it, I, it makes no sense. It was eleven hundred dollars, and I don't know why you couldn't have waited a day to to. And then I didn't understand. I've never heard a toilet just just I mean stopped working. What there's no. How does the how does the other the, the flow the flow the the, the just the, the the gets the parts I guess get old they get weak and they're not getting enough flow to to do the job I guess so so you had a high flow toilet before I don't know what it was it was a toilet it worked it, it, you know I, well I I'm I'm actually somewhat of a connoisseur of toilets <laughs> there's, there's a sentence I never thought I'd hear I mean there there are high flow toilets which aren't very efficient. People complain about the low flow toilets that you have to flush two or three times right. so you end up using more water, which is not true. The newer low flow toilets that you get from Home Depot, Lowe's for three, four hundred dollars, some of those are fantastic, and they use like one tenth the water, but they can, you know, they can uh, digest quite a bit more. So, I'm actually know quite a bit about toilets. Well. And Fine. Then, if you come by the house sometime, you can take a look at my toilet and tell me what it is. I just know it's eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred dollars. This this guy saw you coming. Well, the the toilet and of course the the plumbing and all that that he had to do. You know. You, you know. Did he have to do anything other other than just put it in to, with a wax ring or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I I I'm not a toilet guy. All these years, you and you've been watching this old house. You weren't able to figure this out. I've never watched this old house. What you're about the one that, house? You're the one. You're the one that watches all that stuff. You're the one that loves that stuff. I, I look. I went when I was in college. When I was in college, I took a lot of menial jobs where I was painting and doing yard work and all of this. And I told myself then, I'm getting an education. I'm going to get a good job, so I don't have to worry about this stuff. I'll have somebody else do it, and that's what I did. God love you. Well, that's why. You, that's why you would charge eleven hundred dollars for a toilet. And on that note. We'll take a quick break here. Those listening at uh, KTRS and on the podcast, be right back here. This is Beck and Millhaven just saying, how do we, do you realize, do you realize all the weird stuff we've talked about so far today? Everything from Sinead O'Connor to um, controversies to toilets and everything in between? Yes, I'll tell you. It's a little bit of everything. It's a, a, little, it's a potpourri, if you will. Is that what it is? A potpourri? What you should have, what you should have done is you should have rented an R&R sanitation porta potty. Get a couple sponsors in there. <laughs> well, now we got to tell that story for people like in Omaha that don't listen to you on the radio in St. Louis. You actually do radio commercials for a porta potty company. Thirteen years going strong. And your tagline is. Um, well, what's interesting was when they first came to me thirteen years ago. There was a porta potty war going on in St. Louis, and there was a giant multinational company that was trying to put this local St. Louis company out of business. And so they came to me, the local company came to me and said, We need you to bash the other porta potty company. Because normally most advertisers say, You know, don't say anything bad about the competition, just talk yeah. about how good we are. Well, they were the ones who said, No, no, we want you to bash the competition. So I started bashing the competition, and the owner called me up like two weeks later, and I thought he was going to yell at me for, you know, going too far. And he called me up and he said, I thought you were going to start. I thought you were going to bash the competition. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 OK. And so for 13 years, they finally gave up trying to run him out of business. And the big company left. And he advertises to sort of, you know, corner the market on porta potties, R&R sanitation. They really want your stinking business. <laughs> you might be the only radio show in America doing ads for porta potties. It's a living. 
It's a living. We'll take a break. More in a moment. This is Beck and Millie, just saying, on the Big 550 KTRS. Three, two. And once again, we are back. I'm Tom Beck in Omaha. He's McGraw Millhaven in St. Louis. And uh, we once again just basically take take some of the news of the day and give different opinions and give each other a hard time over stuff. Um uh so what else what else is on your radar right now? Radar right now. Anything about the, uh, the presidential race? Well, so I, I will say this, and I I um I said this on this show and people got angry with me. I said the first party to nominate somebody under 60 wins. If it's Chris Christie versus Joe Biden, I think Chris Christie picks up a lot of Democrats and a lot of independents and wins. I, I think, think if right. it's I think if it's Donald Trump versus Gavin Newsom, I think Gavin Newsom gets a lot of Republicans and gets a lot of independents and he he wins. Trump Biden is nobody wants this repeat. Nobody wants this repeat. Not the Democrats, not the Republicans. And so I think the only person who can beat Biden is Trump. And I think the only person Biden can beat is, or the only person Trump can beat is Biden. And so I, I, in in a weird way, I think these Republicans going after Hunter Biden are doing Democrats a favor. If they actually do find something on Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, he won't run, which ultimately means that whichever Democrat fills the spot will end up winning. Well, I think the Republicans and and, and look, I don't know. I don't know uh, Hunter Biden, you know, and if there's anything between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. I don't I've not seen any evidence that shows that, you know, Joe Biden's got his hands dirty with any of Hunter Biden's dealings. So I don't know. Right. Uh, but I've not seen any evidence. No evidence been presented yet. I think the Republicans have done such a poor job by crying wolf so many times. Hillary with Benghazi, uh, lock her up, uh, you know, all this other, all these other things, right? I cried wolf so many times without any evidence. The election is stolen, blah, blah, blah. Throw it on the list of they cried wolf so many times with stuff that wasn't true or factual that when they come up with something, if there really is something there with Hunter Biden, then nobody's really going to buy into it because why? Because it's like, how do you trust them now when they've gone after every single solitary thing with no evidence? It's a good point. They don't have any evidence. They keep on saying they got something. Then they want to, you know, uh, the Justice Department said, hey, the, this this um, this attorney who cut the deal, right, this, this U.S. attorney who was appointed by Trump, who said there wasn't any malfeasance, who there wasn't any pressure put on him. He wants to testify in front of Congress, and they're like, "Well, we we don't want him testifying." It's like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, we only want." I mean, come on this this is the guy who's Trump appointed. Um, if if Hunter Biden was dirty, how come Bill Barr didn't go after him? How come Trump's appointed U.S. attorney didn't didn't go after him? Their argument really makes no sense. And so I'm with you. I don't care. I mean, if you have him, show us the evidence. But again, if they do, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It just seems like, do they want to make him? I, I don't know. It just seems like if if they do knock Joe Biden off, all that does is open the door for Gavin Newsom. Um, yeah, I think you may, may have a point there. Um, and as far as the Chris Christie thing goes, I don't get why he's not had more, why he's not getting more support. I, th- I think Chris Christie, uh, he has the, um, uh, that, that New York, 
New Jersey attitude that people seem to like about Donald Trump, but he doesn't have all the baggage of Donald Trump. You know, I mean, Chris Christie, uh, his his uh, biggest problem with the Republican Party was that he hugged Barack Obama when Barack Obama went to, went to go and try to uh, help out the state after a uh, superstorm Sandy hit. You know, and the, and the Republicans hate that. It's like, um, you know, oh, he's a rhino, you know? I'll tell you the problem with, with Chris Christie. And I, I, I like Chris, Chris Christie. I, um, I don't have a problem with Chris Christie. I don't have a problem with really any of them except for uh, Trump's being indicted. I think that's a real issue. And I'm shocked that people don't care about it. But anyway, um, here's Chris Christie's problem. Every time he's on, he's on ABC, he's on NBC, he's on whatever he's on. And it seems like they only have him on because he's willing to bash Trump, right? And so they get him on to badmouth Trump, but they don't get him on oftentimes to talk about his policies, what he's going to do as president. What he's gonna... So it isn't a policy debate with, when, when Chris Christie's on. All they do is get him to say how bad Donald Trump was, how bad he is, how bad he'll be. But I, I think that's but I think that's part right now. That is that is right now. That is what Chris Christie's policy is right now about trying to bring some integrity back to the party. So, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. But I mean, I, it 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 just seems like he's only on NBC. He's only on CNN because uh, and he's on all the time. He's only there to ba- they only put him on to bash Trump instead of what would you do as president? How would you do this? How would you bring the country together? Are you in favor? What would you do with the border wall? What would you do with taxes? What would you do with uh, the runaway inflation? What would you do? Well, that'll be that'll what would you be, with climate change? The, would, um, would you do anything with climate change? Would you do it right? I mean, some of these big structural issues they don't ask him because he, he's because they like him because he badmouths Trump. Well, I don't and the know easiest that. and the easiest way to get on NBC or CNN or MSNBC is just to bash Trump. Is to be a, a Republican and bash Trump. Well, Seems like those all, are the only Republicans they put on. Can I talk now? now? Mm, no. Thank you. Um, I'm not so sure that uh, what you're saying is true. And I don't have any uh, evidence to really back it up. But as I recall, I mean, I think Chris Christie does talk about some more issues than just bashing Trump. But I do think the fact that he's like one of the, one of the only Republicans that's willing to go after Trump. Uh, I think that's what people hear. I think, you know, it's like it's like this. It's like there's a lot of good news stories in the news, but people focus on the negative ones. I, I think that the, the right now, the fact that, yeah, that he's the only Republican really going after Trump is what really is what is giving him the attention uh, so much. But I don't think that he, he's uh, ignoring some of these other things. I think he talks about them, but it also boils down to, you know, uh, having to respond to some stupid thing that Trump said or did. Yeah, no, that's 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 valid criticism or yeah. valid commentary. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's we're we're still a year. We're still forever out for this, 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 this thing, and a million things can happen. You know, and and you said, and this is something else. You said nobody wants a Biden Trump um, um, uh, rematch. Well, if nobody wants it, then why are they the two front runners? It's, I mean, because, it's, it's because it's it's because twenty percent of the people vote in the primary. Yeah, it's like the old Yogi Berra thing, you know. Uh, nobody goes there anymore; it's too crowded. You know, it's the same thing. It's like yeah, nobody wants these people, but they're the leaders. They're the ones that are going to uh, end up being the uh, the candidates. 
Well, I, the Democrats want to win, and they're hoping and praying that Joe Biden doesn't trip and fall on a curb between now and Election Day. And uh, Republicans, they want to win, but they would rather lose with Trump than win with Christie. That's that's very valid. That's very valid. Did you did you see? I'm sure you did, and I loved it. The Marjorie Taylor Greene endorsement of Joe Biden. Did yeah. you see that? I love <laughs> that. That was. That was just good. He's for he's for education. He's yeah. for putting working people to work. <laughs> that was the smartest thing the Biden camp could have done. You know? He's for a he's for a strong military. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was the smartest thing the Biden camp could have done. So, anyway, so I think we're about out of time for today. We're about out of time for this. So, all right, good work. Uh, well, yeah, we got through it. We got through it. I uh, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for joining us. If uh, make sure you subscribe, like. Uh, be a part of this every Thursday. A brand new, a brand new podcast comes out each and every week. Uh, one guy in Omaha, one guy in St. Louis, trying to make some sense of this crazy world. I'm Tom Becker. Till next time. Thank you for your time. Bye bye. A Huda Media Production.